Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, we're on the Comedy Film Nerds feed, but we're starting a new show. This is called What Are You Watching? I even put some uh, generic intro music in, which is kind of cool, that came with the system. All right, let me get rid of that now. Uh, but uh, <laughs> maybe we'll get a, a real one in there uh, later. But uh, I am your host, Chris Mancini. Neil T. Weekly is with me, and we are going to be doing this on a regular basis. And we will tell you a little later how you can get this show on a regular bi-weekly basis. Uh, so we'll be doing these twice a month um, okay. and through the, uh, through the Patreon feed. But we'll, we'll talk more about that later. But right now, I just wanted to uh, um, hope, wish you guys well. Hope everyone is doing well with all the craziness going on the pandemic the world burning all of those things so i'm sure you're <laughs> world, home you know burning. watching the, yeah the world coming to an end yeah how's the apocalypse so, for you chris yeah yeah <laughs> other than that i hope you guys are doing well yeah and uh you know we've been putting things on uh on twitter it's like yeah the human race mm, maybe we need to download a patch at this point so yeah 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 maybe reset the factory it and plugging it back in <laughs> <laughs> I know. we need to reset the human race to factory settings or something <laughs> yeah. something we need to do <laughs> something. factory settings but is that it's, somewhere is that somewhere around in neanderthal yeah something where we were just we start over yeah. is that possible maybe I, we can just I, go back to the dinosaurs and see what happens yeah I think we were better off just worshiping a monolith. I think the (laughs) things would have, things were a lot better then. Sure. So, um, Anyway, welcome. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you guys for um, funding the Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master Kickstarter. That was very, very cool. Much appreciated. And I know that was a lot of the Comedy Film Nerds fans. We had a couple new uh, fans to come over. But, you know, I go through the listing and I see the names. So I know a lot of it was you guys. And uh, it's, it was uh, much, much appreciated. So I'll be, if you're one of the backers, then you'll be getting updates periodic and we'll tell you how the progress is going. So... All right, let's get into it. Um, Neil T. Weekly, what are you watching? What am I watching? Um, you know, let's see. I um, I I'd heard about this little movie. Oh, it came and went uh, early this year, um, and I remember being sort of intrigued, um, but also. A little wary because you never quite know movies that come out early in in the year and you know what's going to happen. I think it was around February or something. Might have been late February. Uh, the film's called Underwater, and um, was that the uh, Kristen Stewart movie with the uh, aliens? With or no, not the aliens, but the underwater monsters that are like aliens. Sort of, yeah. But it is that's that's the film <laughs> you're thinking of with T.J. Miller. T.J. Yes, T.J. Miller is in it. Um, so tell please. I gotta know. I I remember this movie. How was it, Neil? It was for for me who likes sci-fi monster movie type things. It turned out to be pleasantly surprisingly good. I enjoyed really? myself. Really? Yeah, wow. I, did. I had a good good time. It's um, it doesn't try to be anything more than what it is. It's a you know. Now this isn't just the pandemic talking. No, it's not. Actually. <laughs> Believe it or not. It is not just a pandemic. Had I seen this in the theater, uh, sure, I might have been like, eh, 20 bucks. It might not be 17 bucks, whatever. Might not have been, you know, I might not have been giddy with delight. Um, but certainly 
in pandemic times watching things on TV, you know, streaming stuff. This was this was definitely enjoyable to me and even had a really fun, you know, third act surprise thing I didn't expect. Um which was really neat. Um oh, it's okay. you know, it's yes on one hand it's it's like any of those things. Alien is the alien was the first one to start anything like this movie, you know, right. Closed spaces or, you know, in space or underwater creatures, a lot of tension. Um, and you know, limited cast white knuckle <laughs> stuff. And white, yeah, yeah. Um, but everybody like, you know, the, the, the cast is, it's all very reasonable. Kristen Stewart's Stewart's great. Vincent castle. Yeah, T.J. Miller, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's everyone's serviceable, and the film is got a lot of tension. The effects uh-huh. are great, um, and like I said, it's like uh, you know the the last twenty minutes is like, oh, that's pretty nifty, you know. So I really enjoyed this. If you like this kind of stuff, if you like, you know. It's obviously not a huge budget, but it looks good. Um, uh-huh. You know, and you like those kinds of movies like Aliens, anything, anything, literally anything that falls into that genre. Right. Uh, you know, closed space creatures and things like that. It actually, it actually mm-hmm. is pretty fun. I actually really enjoyed okay. it. I was surprised. Well, don't, um, don't get me wrong. I was surprised too. I mean, I was curious when I saw the trailers and I was like, oh, well, I missed that one. Because you know, then then you know, shortly after it came out, all the coronavirus and the stay-at-home stuff yeah. happened. So, well, I, I I guess the next one we have to check out is Crawl. That was that alligator movie that we, well, we didn't I, get to see. I saw yet. that and enjoyed that too. Oh, I thought you did. I, oh, I didn't miss that. I missed that one. I wanted because no. I noticed it was on streaming. I want to check that out next. Oh, Do you like that out. one too? Again, it's one of those movies. It's, you're, you're, you know, you know exactly what you're getting. Right, but, it's but like it's, no one goes out of that movie going, that's nothing like I thought it would be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it is, it, the only the only thing you might say is it's surprisingly engaging, you know? Okay. Because there are these people, it's a flood and now big alligators and you're trapped under a house and they're like, oh crap, <laughs> but it's really entertaining. So, well, speak. I, I was going to say, speaking of monster movies, uh, you know, my son Griffin is almost 12 now, so we're able to actually watch some more stuff together. And, uh, you know, my, my daughter's a teenager, so she barely wants to spend time with the parents anymore. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but uh, so, so, so my son Griffin and I, we actually watched all six Tremors movies. Oh, on the, all six? On streaming. <laughs> yeah, I know. Holy First cow. of all, the most... The most surprising thing about the statement is that there are six. I yes. swear to God, there are six of them. And uh, I was just as surprised as uh, you were. And I'm like, the last uh, well, let me just tell like, like three years ago, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, okay, well, let me just see Tremors. Because like, I remember this movie with Kevin Bacon. I think my son would really like it. And and six movies came up. I'm like, what? This makes no sense. How could there possibly have been six movies? Yeah, um, Michael Gross so, is in every one of them. Yeah, and I want to talk mostly about the first one, and uh, so good because the first one's really good. But also, it's not only a great horror comedy, but structurally, it's actually a really good 
monster movie because you don't see the monster at the beginning. You get the teases as what it is or what it's doing. You see the devastation and the destruction. Sure. And then you also get like a little taste of like, oh, it's it's just like a couple of snakes. That's not that dangerous. And then you get to see that those snakes were only like the tongues of the giant monster. And then when you get to see the monster come up, it's like, oh my God, like it was just a really well done, like put together as far as like a reveal for like a monster movie. And it was yeah. fun and it was and, goofy and it was, and, and, and it was guys, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fantastic uh, practical effects as, as well. I mean, just really yeah, spot yeah. on. They, they spent, that's a movie Tremors is a movie you look at and you go, you spent all the money in all the right places. Right, right. And it's, uh, you know, okay, you spent the money on Kevin Bacon, but you still, there was still enough left for monsters. And yeah, when you say Michael Gross is in all of them, you are 100% right. And it was a weird kind of thing to watch because it felt like even Kev, even though Kevin Bacon was only in the first one, it felt like he said no to every single one after that. Like you could almost watch the movie and hear Kevin Bacon say no in each one, <laughs> each one of the sequels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so well, it gets like- a little weird. It, it gets a little weird. Like they don't, it's like Jurassic Park where they don't know what to do with the, um, with the graboid monsters after like, you know, the second one. And then you eventually, you still, you have like Kevin Bacon's partner is in the second one, but then, all right, then he goes. And then uh, yeah. you still have Michael Gross. Then they like go down, I think to, um, I, I think to South America or something to hunt graboids. Yeah. Then they're in the Antarctic and then, and then they, they literally they go, go everywhere. There was one where they go back in time to like the old West where they, yes. they, they the origin of backstory. Yeah. yeah there, there was yeah. an old West one, but Michael Gross was still in it still as in a, it. <laughs> uh, yeah, as a, uh, you know, a relative or a, um, yeah, isn't he uh, like an ancestor. A, of, <laughs> yeah, he's like some sort of, um, he starts out being a real dick. He's kind of like a like he's like an yeah. tr- a, a, a railroad magnate or something, and he yeah. wants to then he build quote the railroad. Marks. And they're yeah. like, "No, you can't. He's crazy monsters." Mm-hmm. And he thinks they're yeah, all get nuts. back in that mine. Yeah, just like, yeah, <laughs> that kind of it's thing. Crazy. And let's yeah. not forget so, Fred Ward. So, yes, yes, Fred Ward. Because Fred yeah. Ward and the first one were actually a really great team. Like the two of them really work worked great together. Him and Kevin Bacon together were absolutely yeah. great. Like, and you really noticed like Kevin Bacon's absence in like the second one, but then by you know the third or fourth, and you're like, all right, he's not coming back. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's made a, a a valid choice to. Yeah. To now, now here's start. what's really interesting ab- about this franchise. Now, there was a TV show on Sci-Fi that I never watched. It didn't last very long. Wow. There was a second resurgence of a TV show that did star Kevin Bacon. But something weird happened. There's a trailer online of the show, but it never aired. It never went anywhere. Like something happened, some legal issue. I don't know exactly the well, whole story, I think but I vaguely recall hearing yeah, about that. And I think they the actually only shot reason, the pilot with him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I think the only reason I remember hearing about it is because I remember reading that Kevin Bacon was going to be in it. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Really- and, and so, so I don't know. Um, you know, how could a Tremors project actually fall apart? That makes no sense to me. It's, <laughs> it yeah. feels like it, it is what it is. I mean, what this is one of those projects where it's like, well, yeah, this is what it is. This is what it's going to be. How could there possibly creative differences? How could there be contract negotiation? It doesn't even make sense. This is, yeah. this is Tremors. It doesn't well, matter. You know, it turns uh, out Fred Ward was also going to be in that TV reboot. Really? Oh, because he wasn't even in the trailer. Yeah, 2018. It's in the Internet Movie Database. Uh-huh. Television yeah, that's the, it. 
television reboot of the film, which is small towns gripped with fear over giant underground worms. Mm-hmm. But there he is. There's uh, Fred Ward. I love the trailer too, with like they're calling uh, Kevin Bacon out on he like wants the worms to come back to relive his former glory as like the old guy who like never got any, he never came his life never came into focus after that incident. That was got hilarious. A, I thought that, got a that were really fun. On internet movie database. <laughs> a show that no one's seen. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like somebody somewhere, I guess. It's all maybe they're all yeah. people who worked on the show. <laughs> I was gonna say it's the casting crew that are yeah. uh, that are only ones who have seen it. Um and then there's actually going to be a seventh one released later this year. Oh my lord. Um something about like it's on a tropical island. <laughs> the Graboids are on like an island That's now crazy. and uh so it, 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 I'll tell you, it is what it is. So um, as long as we don't have to pay for it, chances are we'll see the seventh one. <laughs> if it's part of uh, all of our streaming package, I don't know if I would pay extra money to see it, but I will watch it if it if it's uh, part of a package for sure. <laughs> so have you seen them all as well, Neil? Have you I, seen all I of haven't six? seen all of them, um, mm-hmm. but clearly I've seen... Some I'm not Fair even sure amount. which ones. Um, yeah, you but, you referenced at least three or four of them. Yeah, clearly I saw the one where they were, you know, the back where they were the, the went in the hist back in time in the old west, whichever that right. one is. Um, maybe that's oh, that's probably Tremors Four: The Legend Begins. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> um, don't know that I've seen uh, Tremors Two had Fred Ward in it. He. He said yes. Yes, and uh, Kevin. Bacon and then said Jamie no. Kennedy showed up for the last two, which was hilarious. Yeah, well, Jamie what, Kennedy. What does Jamie Kennedy got to do anyway? <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, yeah, he's. Um, I may have. Yeah, seen... he's Michael Gross's son. Yeah. Oh, there. Well, there you are. <laughs> um, I may have seen part of Cold Day in Hell. It's probably on the Sci-Fi Channel at some point. The last one, Tremors right. of Cold Day in Hell. Um. Mm. That's the uh, Antarctic one, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think that's where they were. Or Canada. It doesn't matter. They were somewhere cold. Somewhere cold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so I haven't seen them all, but I, you know, I've, I, clearly I've seen enough of some of them on the sci fi sci fi channel at some point, probably. <laughs> um, oh, for sure. You know, but yeah, so, I mean, really, Tremors is one of those movies that kind of goes down as one of the the, the great. Um, you know, sci-fi monster movies, I think, of the 90s. Yeah, I think so, for sure. And it was, you know, it was a really well-done horror comedy, too. It it, it balanced it as well. Yeah. So... So what else are you uh, watching, Neil? I've got a, I've got a couple more things here. What uh, I want yeah, to see. I, I, Actually, you know, you know what? Let, let's talk about one we've both seen, uh, um, Space Force. We both... Uh, did you finish the series? I did. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I think, I know that we've talked about ourselves and I think we're kind of both in agreement, sort of, a, sort of fair to Midland. Um, yeah, not the home run we were hoping for. Yeah. For sure. I, I was ho- really was hoping with the, with the cast, like Steve Carell and John Malkovich and, you know, I just felt like, oh, this could be really funny. Um, yeah. and there were definitely funny parts. No question. There were, but there were also for every funny joke, there were four lazy ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 and uh, 
and I had a problem with, um, I don't know if it was tone or, you know, what, I don't know, just what their, what their goal was. Maybe I was just overthinking it, you know, but the show. Maybe underthinking it. Or under, Maybe the show was under, the show was underthinking it. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> Um, you know, I felt like the overall premise is already sort of, well, this is, this is farce. This is a farce, right? This is full on comedy space force. The idea that the quote unquote president (laughs) wants to (laughs) send, they want send trained military people to like the moon or Mars. I mean, it just, it was already like, this is crazy. This is goofy. And so I was expecting like a really, like just really just pure comedy. And I just felt like some of the, um, you know, there, there, there are some dramatic moments. You, they, obviously they want us to get to know these people and, and, and develop them, make right. them three dimensional and, and give them, you know, not make them completely two dimensional comic, you know, things, but, I you know what? Like... That's a good point. E- everything just felt underdeveloped, like the story, the characters, the humor. Like it felt like you know maybe a couple more passes here might uh, put this more into focus on what this show is supposed to be. Yeah, and and maybe even to some degree, I was thinking it's sort of like um, it was sort of like I felt the way I felt about um, Seth MacFarlane's, you know, his uh, the Orville. It was okay, uh-huh. but when it was funny, that's where it really found its place. And I felt mm-hmm. like maybe <clears throat> Space Force should just, just be comedy. Just go right. over Yeah. Go over those, those again, punch up those jokes, make them funnier. And let's not, don't over tax yourself with trying to, you know, create, I get, you've got Steve Carell's the general that's got, he's do, trying yeah. to do his best as the president's appointed him. And you got John Malkovich, who's the scientist, who's totally the, the left way, you know, he's a scientist. He's totally a liberal. Mm-hmm. And right. they have these moments where they try to, oh, they both kind of look at, they have moments where they, oh, I, I see what he's trying to do. And they help each other or respect each other. And, and whereas that's, great in theory i feel like it was a weird mixed message for the show in general and i kind of just wanted it to be a just make this a comedy and again that could be totally my just my perspective and point of view and maybe it you know i'm seeing it through that that lens but well, right. I, I think one of the problems is with like what you're talking about. Like, I think it was supposed to be it's it, it was positioned as like this is an office replacement. This is you're getting Steve Carell and you're getting, you know, a wacky workplace comedy and you're getting it like but now in Space Force. And I think I almost felt like that hindered it a little bit where I, there there was probably network notes of like, well, can you make it more like the office? Can you make it? more? And the answer was probably no, we need to make it this. I'm like, well, can you just add this? Like, I felt like it was there. It was going in a couple different creative directions at once. And it didn't really know where it wanted to go with the story or with the characters. Like you could see the characters were all over the map too. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes Steve Carell was 
pure office. Like you could see his that the right. way he delivered humor and certain things. Yeah, and then sometimes Is he this he complete. Was yeah, yeah, totally yeah, serious. Exactly. And yep, yeah. Like, is, is he that ignorant buffoon, uh, you know, that's running the office? Or is he like this general that is fairly yeah. competent, but he's got other flaws? Like, they couldn't tell what he was supposed to be and or then what he was, was supposed to do. I don't know if you remember, there was this scene where he's in front of the committee and they ask him, you know, why this thing is, uh, it was like, a, I don't know, it was like some fruit, like an apple or something it was so expensive. And he starts to flounder. And then he comes up with this, and it, I granted it was well written. It was a great the way he makes his case, but it was completely antithetical to everything else. You know, the humor he was that they were playing with at the first, and it felt it felt sort of out of place to me. Yeah, yeah, I I think so, too. And I think there were unfortunately a fair amount of those moments. I mean, granted, there were a couple laugh out loud moments like yeah. there's a scene with they're trying to get a um, a monkey on a uh, another space, another like space capsule to actually repair a satellite. I mean, that was so hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So so there's definitely like there there were some inspired moments. It just it was so it was uneven, I guess, yeah. would be the best way to describe the show. Yeah, I think for me, it's like, all right, if, you know, season two comes out, I'll, I'll watch it because I want to see, you know, kind of where it goes. But, um, but I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't love it, but I'm curious. Yeah, me either. I'm curious to see where it goes, but I don't, I'm not loving it. So, and one of the things we had done before that is uh, we kind of rewatched The Office because I, you know, I, I watched a couple episodes w- when it came out, but I, I didn't watch every episode of every season. Uh, but now with streaming, it's like, well, I can kind of catch up. Let me see some of the ones that I uh, that I missed. So we actually went through the entire show, and you know, to see that and how brilliant that was, with the exception of it could have ended a season or two early. <laughs> Yeah, didn't they? Uh, I, but, uh, wa- I don't think I even it, watched all of them. But you know, they, they, it, they, they kept going after Steve Carell left, it, didn't they? But then they kept going after, like, okay, well, this is a fair amount of time you should stop after Steve Carell left. Oh, no, you're going to go another season or two? Mm, maybe rethink that. Yeah, okay. So, I did that, you know, well, yeah, definitely went longer than I thought. <laughs> yeah, it, it jumped the office shark for sure. Uh, so so it, we, we, we watched that and. Uh, I honestly think that happens a lot less now with the deluge of TV and choices. I mean, you don't really see shows stay around after they're no longer welcome as much. Like, because you have so many other choices, you know, the networks can move on a little bit um, quicker. Like, you don't have those extra two seasons and they're like, oh boy, do we really need these extra two? Which, Which I think is a good thing. We're not quite at the BBC model where it's like, all right, you're getting three three seasons or two or three seasons, and that's it. Doesn't matter how well the show is doing. Yeah, unless you're Netflix. Um, <clears throat> yes, yeah, unless uh, you know Netflix has certainly picked up a few shows that have been uh, that have been uh, canceled. But and they they cap off and they cap at three seasons, two or three seasons, and because of cost. Yeah. I know that there's yeah, there's it's unfortunate though because there's a couple of shows that I would love to have seen one more season. Yeah, and yeah, I, I I agree with that. There's a show I don't know if you've watched it called The OA. I have not seen The OA. Uh, Britt Marling is um, one of the she's main actress, and uh, 
writer and producer. It's it's absolutely amazing. And there are two seasons. So also Jason Isaacs is on the show as well. He's the main character. Okay. The show is brilliant. Sort of sci-fi, metaphysical. It's hard to, yeah, just watch it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I've never been more, I have never been more crushed when a show got canceled by Netflix. Hmm. And I actually had a chance to talk to Jason Isaacs about it. <laughs> really? Because he was, you know, he is Captain Lorca on the first season of Star Trek Discovery. Yes. And I met him at, you know, Vegas Con last year, the year before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, man, I love this show. And he we talked, we talked about it for a minute. And literally, I think 10 days later, it got canceled. <laughs> Oh wow! But um, oh, you shouldn't have said anything. <clears throat> yeah, right. Maybe I should have just avoided <laughs> it altogether. Not superstitious, are we? But I highly recommend the OA. It is mm-hmm. bonkers. It is bonkers. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I know. I've, now I've blown it all. Made it. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> expectations are crazy high now. Um, but for me, I loved it. And I was really crushed when it got canceled. But that's the thing. That also, Netflix does. They also did that with Santa Clarita Diet, with Drew, uh, you know, Drew Barrymore, and uh, um, you know, guy who was justified. Yeah, yeah. Great, funny, funny show. Canceled after two or three seasons. You know, what's interesting, too, is Netflix is very, um, uh, very secretive about the ratings, too. Like, you don't even know, was it ratings? Was it cost? Was right. it, you know, what was it with some exec just not like the show? And even when um, they... So, you, you know, you, you, never, you never get the full story. Yeah, like, even when they do release something about ratings, you're never really sure, because it's so rare that they do that. <laughs> Yeah, and Never it's literally sure their word for it. Right. You're like, yeah. uh, whatever. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> yeah, a billion people watch this show, watch Tiger King. Oh my God, really? That many? <laughs> <coughs> well, that actually is um, possible, I think, of Tiger yeah. King. <laughs> that may be the only time. Yeah. Um, so I, I also watched a, um, a movie on. Um, Streaming, uh, fighting with my family. Now, this was a WWE produced movie about a oh, real wanted... life wrestler, yeah. uh, and really? the family that they came from from England. It's yeah. in, a, it's on Amazon. It's on Prime for no, you can yeah, you can stream I know it. The story. This is was, I, I want to see this movie. Yeah, Stephen Merchant uh, directed it, and he has a little cameo. The Rock has a cameo, and it. Vince Vaughn is fantastic, and it is the is the uh, the dickhead uh a trainer with a heart of gold kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where did you uh, that, sorry, real quick where did you see this? It, it, it was it was on amazon prime so you can check it out oh, there okay um, cool it you know it wasn't perfect but it was one of those movies that like yeah okay this is you know the whole family can watch it you know i liked it my wife liked it um you know my son was watching it too he enjoyed it and uh what's interesting is my son's not into wrestling so when they showed some of the scenes of like behind the scenes, like, did they just throw thumbtacks there and he fell onto them? I'm like, I mean, that's part of the show. And they're like (laughs) jumping off. And yeah, that's uh, because the, the, despite it being rehearsed, you know, these wrestlers get hurt 
all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a, it, it's it, like stuntmen, really, is what absolutely. they're doing. Absolutely. It's still very a lot of athleticism and skill. Yeah. It's just a very mm-hmm. unique. It's like I said, it's it's a very stuntman type. They need to be physical, look like they're getting really hurt, and sometimes put themselves in positions where they might kind of get hurt. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it's and no, I, I liked it. it. It was definitely, you know, for sure. And it was, uh, it was told kind of from uh, her perspective, which was good. Although I would have liked to seen a little bit more of like the behind the scenes of like how the, like maybe a couple uh, scenes with like Vince Vaughn talking it over of like, well, here's what we're looking for. Here's what they're, um, how they're doing like that. Like I would have liked to have seen, I mean, this is a nitpicky thing, but just like to kind of get a little more insight into the process, like what they were thinking, because everything was really vague and just kind of hinted at, which I'm sure was um, um, intentional. But for me, I I like a little more exposition. That's just a personal thing. (laughs) I like to know a little bit more of how and why of, of uh, in my, in my narrative storytelling. (laughs) So, uh, So, but it was, it was really good. Like, like there was a couple things like, um, no, this isn't a spoiler because it's about a real person. Yeah. She does get to join the, uh, um, the WWE, but her first debut match on like, uh, on raw, what was really interesting is that like, it was an immediate title fight, like as she's introduced and then she like won the title, like that normally never happens when a wrestler's introduced, they don't get a belt. Like, you know, that first night. Yeah. There's usually a, a road to get there. Yeah, so I would have liked to have seen kind of like that decision-making process of like, why her? Why did they choose to kind of like literally like leapfrog over the normal processes of of making her into that WWE star? So just little things like that I would have liked to have just gotten a little more info on, but that's it. But it was yeah. it was a heartfelt, fun movie, and it was uh, um, what was really fascinating is, you know how they do the, the real people, like they show them like talking at the end, like, you know, you see the actors that play them and then you see the, the actual people in the real talking and some of the, uh, dialogue in the movie that I thought was a joke. Um, these people actually said <laughs> at the end, so you can see these lines of dialogue. I'm like, Oh my God, they actually said that. <laughs> actually went out of the way to say that <laughs> yeah so uh so it was, it was a, a real fun um uh credit sequence at the end too because that was like oh my god that's that's real uh that they actually said <laughs> these things so so but it was uh, it was good it was um All right. you know steven merchants you know he's hilarious this was obviously a more serious movie than he normally does but um it was it was good i mean it, was it a perfect amazing movie no but it's it's a it's a fun, uplifting kind of real story, you know. I mean, it's basically a sports movie, even though it's 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 WWE, it's sports quote sports entertainment. It's still a sports movie. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's all those beats. So it's it, it's worth seeing. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to see so that. So what else? You, what else? What else you got over there, Neil? Uh, let's see. The other night, I watched a movie called. Um, Psychokinesis. It's a Korean film. Um, of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> Let me guess. A horror, horror movie? Um, no, more of a um actiony superhero drama thing. Oh, it's um, it, it, the story is you know after drinking water from a mountain spring, a bank security guard gains telekinetic powers superpowers 
which he must uh, use to save his estranged daughter from an evil construction company. Uh, so are you saying that the uh, um, the we're, all, we're not just getting imported Korean horror movies and uh, Parasite? We're getting actual other Korean movies now? We certainly are. <laughs> I feel like there's like this weird gatekeeping that goes on. It's like, well, the only thing stuff we want from Korea is horror or parasite. That's it. So it's, I'm, I'm glad to hear that actually, that there's more stuff coming out. That's different genres. Yeah. And, and this is sort of um, an action comedy drama sort of thing. Um, directed by uh, Sang Ho Yong, written by the same. Um, and so, yeah, it's like this, this guy's, Father is sort of a sort of a deadbeat dad thing. They kind of explain what happened and the reasons that he left, and now his daughters and his um, and her mom are running a little restaurant in this part of the city. And of course, there's big construction conglomerate trying to get everybody to go out because they want to level the building and put some new big thing up, right? Not, you know, it's not the first time the story has been told, but <laughs> there's, you know, a lot of, a lot of. Did they have to win a dance competition? No, there was no dance competition, ironically. Mm. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, the, the father gets these powers and um, there's some humor in his discovery of them, of course. And, and then, you know, he tries to help and. You know, there's a lot of drama, family drama between them and stuff like that. And then there's, you know, I don't think the, tra- the trajectory of the film is entirely, you know, a mystery. Um, right. I won't go into it, but I don't think it's, you know, it's not going to surprise anybody. But there's some really nice performances. And, you know, the Koreans make, you know, they take these sort of things and that, that normally an American filmmaker would probably beat you over the head with. And, you know, they they have a, a more deft hand at handling them. And you, you kind of get to you kind of get to like the characters and and you start to uh, start, to, you know, you really care about them. And it makes I think it, it's a, I mean, it was it's a fun little movie because there is some humor. The guy, you know, is learning these powers and it's there's there's some humor in that. Um, and then, the, you know, effects are great. All, obviously, all they really have to do is telekinetic things, so it's right. You know, not landmark, but looks good. Film is it's actually it was good and enjoyable. I mean, I liked it. So, oh, cool. Yeah, it's another. Well, so you would recommend checking it out then? Yeah, Psychokinesis and it's streaming on. Uh, I believe it was on the uh, the net Flix one. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, my last one for tonight is uh, another Netflix film. It's called Niza. And this is one that Rick Myers recommended because of the way it it was a big movie in China. Uh, It's an animated um, fantasy Kung Fu movie. And um, so I watched it uh, again with my son and uh, it was bright and colorful and kinetic and I could not make heads or tails of it. So... <laughs> it um I don't know if there was something that was lost in the translation, but it was it was just something where it was just kind of fun and pretty to look at, but I just I I, I couldn't it, it it didn't engage me. I couldn't really figure out exactly what was going on. Something about 
two babies. One had a demon seed. One had a, uh, a good seed and it had dragons in it. Like all the things I would, I would, I really like, uh, and some Kung Fu and a, a kid with a demon inside him. I, it, but it just, it, it just didn't gel together for me where it, it made coherent sense, <laughs> but it, it was huge in China. And, uh, you know, my son kind of liked it, but he agreed. Like, I didn't really know exactly what was going on. Um, and then there's weird things like with humor, especially like it kind of some of it translates, some of it doesn't like, you know, there's that scene in a lot of um, children's animated films. You've got a big burly guy that gets scared and then kind of screams like a woman, like an effeminate scream and like runs away like a, a, a like, like very effeminately. Yeah, um, that can be charming for like a, like maybe one scene. But this movie literally did it with that same character like five or six times. So you're like, okay, I, I think I think I got it. I, I don't I don't know if I need you know the animation of that section on repeat throughout the entire film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so, but it was um it was the kind of thing where it, it's definitely you know if you have kids at home and you've literally run out of everything on Disney Plus, <laughs> you know it's definitely something that will um, keep kids entertained for uh, an- another hour and a half, even though if they'll have very little idea what's going on <laughs> all right <laughs> so but you know it, yeah yeah so if you're an animation and um asian cinema and um asian mythology uh <laughs> connoisseur you might enjoy this movie <laughs> okay so um I you would, got one last one I for us one last one only because i think it might be of particular interest to you and mm-hmm. I wonder if you've seen it, because we haven't talked about it, because I just watched this the other night. It's called The Frame. I have not seen this and yet. This Please, is, tell me about it. Yeah, you know, this is directed, written and directed by Jamin Winans, who did Ink. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. This, I, I loved Ink. I, so did I. I own Ink. But this, and this movie's already six years old. This, he did this in 2014. Oh my god! But I, so he has zero marketing budget. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Well, I mean, he there's the film has actors I've not I've never seen. I don't think before. Right, right. Um, this is all de- you know do it yourself filmmaking. Is, yeah, is- I mean, and, and I noticed in the credits it was all shot in Colorado. Right. Um. Two here's the, the premise: two strangers find their lives colliding in an impossible way. Um. Alex is a methodical cargo thief working for a dangerous cartel. Sam is a determined paramedic trying to save the world while running from her past. Um, okay, that's movie, a little vague, but it, it, uh, but intriguing. Vague. And when you when you, and I, so I was like, I don't know how this is going, what this going to be like, and it um, and it's it's pretty trippy. <laughs> hmm. I was I was surprised at the the method. I was like, oh, okay, so that's how they're. Um, how do I describe this movie? Um, it's definitely got, you know, obviously science fiction elements. Um, it deals, um, wow, with, actually, I don't know, um, TV and film and writing and, um, you know, free will, um, 
Oh, it goes a lot, it goes to a lot of different places. It does, and there's maybe a little bit about I don't know if you want to say heaven and hell. No, I mean, not really. I mean, there was there's a lot there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie, and um, it was really interesting. I'm not. I mean, from what I remember about Ink, I think I enjoyed Ink more, but this definitely has some really interesting moments it's definitely a it's a heady film i think there's a lot okay more thinking involved um it's not like super fast paced the boy but but the third act like a lot goes on like oh like when that like when i was thinking like okay this is all right it's thoughtful it's pretty slow but it's thoughtful and i want to know where it's going and then a lot it really ramps up and does some interesting stuff in the third act and i'd be really curious to talk about it with you if you should you should check it mm, out it yeah i'll have to see it now amazon prime called no, the i'll frame. check it out for sure frame okay so done interesting I film worth see it now. checking out the kind of movie that you definitely would like you want people to like see it and then you want to talk about it. Like, all right, what did, what did you Got think it. about this? Where was this? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, well, well, there you have it. Yeah, I mean, I thought, you guys have your uh, recommendation list now. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so very cool. Well, thanks, Neil. Now I'll, um, um, I want to let everyone know this is what you are watching. What are you? I got the name wrong already. Uh, what are you watching? This is episode one. I, this is the only one that will be on the Comedy Film Nerds feed to kind of give you guys an intro. Um, I'm going to be moving this to the White Cat Entertainment Patreon. Uh, and we're going to do something a little different with the Patreon. Instead of like supporting like one show or one project uh, on a periodic basis, uh, I'd like you guys to support the entire company. So as we go through the year, more content will come online for like your pledge levels. So right now you'll get this show for like only five bucks uh, and we'll be doing this twice a month and we're going to be adding guests and some really cool discussions uh, for sure. And then uh, as more shows come online, like a new um, season of conversations from the abyss and then the quiet journeys of Professor Atwood, which has been very difficult to get going because it's very production intensive, but I'm still working on that. That's probably going to launch in September. Then more um, specialized and bonus content will be there. So what you're doing for just five bucks, you can um, support the entire company and then more and more content will come online as the uh, company grows uh, with with us, really, with us together. So it's patreon.com slash Entertainment. And there'll also be some cool comic book stuff there, uh, though you'll get Professor Atwood's journal, even though the show isn't uh, ready yet. Um, he's still going to start journaling uh, from starting next month. So you'll get actually get a taste of him and, and what the show will be like. And um, that that's that's pretty much what we're going to do. And we'll see if it we'll see if it works. But uh, I am. I've been grateful for your support in the past and the ongoing support the comedy film nerds fans you guys have shown over the years has been absolutely spectacular. You can also go to whitecatentertainment.com. That's the website. My new website is now up. And if there's any CFN stuff that you might've missed, like a, a, a DVD or a long gone far away physical graphic novel, uh, I'll sign those and send them out. The store is up there as well, but for now, um, definitely please check out the White Cat Entertainment Patreon at patreon.com slash Entertainment. The tiers go all the way up. Uh, they start at five and go up from there, but the 
Um, one is like a t-shirt and the other one has stuff that hasn't launched yet. So um, don't worry about that. <laughs> is there, you can always is there like when a half a million dollar producer investor level? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if there were. <laughs> if anybody's thinking about doing that, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what? Contact me directly on that. Yeah, yeah, then right, we can we'll work something out. That doesn't have to go to Patreon. Why should they get a taste sure, of that? Absolutely. Uh, so. <laughs> that definitely sounds <laughs> we'll, we'll, like a go right to the yeah. stores type of. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do that transaction directly if that's if that interests you. <laughs> So, um, so, uh, Neil, thanks again. Where can people find you online? I can be, uh, always found on the Twitter at, at film nerd, Neil. And I can be found, uh, still occasionally popping into the CFN Facebook page. Oh, great. Yeah. And, uh, why don't, uh, every once in a while want to, um, uh, throw up a movie review onto uh, white cat entertainment patreon maybe because we could uh, we could put it up into the feed because i know there are certain movies that you have a lot to say about that we haven't gotten to yet oh i'm sure <laughs> indeed so um so you can look forward to that as a uh, bonus content as well well i i want to thank you guys so much um oh should i try this button again let me see i could do an intro and outro Yes, I want to thank you guys for uh, what are you watching for joining us on the uh, premiere episode. You know what? I don't like it. I think I'm going to fade that out quicker. So uh, <laughs> this uh, this t- toolbar is hilarious. Look, if if you say something uh, really cool, I could do this. Oh, that's <laughs> always fun. Part. Yeah, <laughs> sound effects are great. So anyway, entertainment. yeah. So we might be playing with them a little bit later. We'll see. Uh, but thanks again, everybody. Hope to see you over at the uh, White Cat Pat- White Cat Entertainment Patreon, and uh, we will see you in a couple of weeks. We're going to be doing these starting next month, uh, twice a month, probably the first week and the third week around there. And uh, we will uh, talk to you soon. Thanks again, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>